Oh, 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 it's Christmas time. It's Christmas time. It's Christmas time. Hello, everyone. Merry Christmas. It's the season's greetings, the best time of the year. Ho, 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 it's Christmas time in the city. And welcome to TV Chinwag, the number one podcast that's recorded in my living room. My name is Ryan. And with me, as always, is my co-host, a woman who puts the screw in Jules and Ezer Scrooge. It's Jules. <laughs> yeah, and who are you calling a hoe? Bah humbug. Whatever. Oh dear. What, what a week. <laughs> so we took the very special time tonight to go through and watch what I consider the Christmas classics. Now, Jules told me... She hates Christmas. She hates everything to do with Christmas. She hates Christmas carols, Christmas movies. Pretty much anything that's good, she hates. And I, I challenged her on that. And I said, Jules, I'm going to provide you with some some, some heartwarming, um, heartstring-pulling, um, really spirit-lifting uh, Christmas movies. And I had a hunch that if she sat through them and watched them, that her heart would grow three sizes. And... She would turn from a grumpy old Scrooge into a happy little elf. Yeah. Um, yes, my idea of a good Christmas movie is like Silent Night, Bloody Night. Uh, I'll take Gremlins usually at a, at a pinch as a good Christmas movie. Um, you've also got to understand, aside from my natural propensity to be grumpy and grouchy, in Australia, it's a bit different at Christmas time. So it's the middle of summer. No one's sitting inside watching cheesy old movies because there's nothing on television. We don't have snow and reindeers and no one's out cutting down forests to stick trees in their living room. We buy nice plastic ones if you have one at all. Uh, we're, we're not sitting around a table having turkey. We're, we're out, if anyone has Christmas lunch, having barbecues. We're drinking a lot of beer. Um, and we're devoid of the Christmas spirit generally down here. Is that why you guys are all a bunch of cunts? Yeah, basically. And drunk most <laughs> of the time. Drunk cunts. It's the only now, Christmas spirit we like is the sort that comes in a bottle. Gotcha. Which is also very popular here as well. Uh, yes, but also at this time of year, you drink that horrible eggnog. Like, whoever thought egg and alcohol was a good combination was obviously drunk before they started. Said someone who's never had rum and eggnog, obviously. Well, wh why? Like, why? why? Because it's goddamn delicious, woman. It's just an excuse to put more sugar in shit, really, isn't it? Well, you Do gotta you... get rid of those eggs somehow. Oh, has it got maple They're syrup? They're not gonna last all winter. It's probably got maple syrup in it as well, hasn't it? The good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna put some uh, eggnog in the freezer and freeze it, and then when you come to town, you can try it. And we'll have rum and eggnog and sit by the fire. It'll be August. <laughs> Just after your birthday in Canada, it'll be a hundred goddamn degrees. So I hope you yeah. look forward to that. Oh, that will yeah. that that'll be fun. Yes, I will. Can I just have lots of growlers? I like growlers. That's <laughs> uh, the girls say. <laughs> I like I like the beer there. I don't want to have to drink. Oh, it always just feels like it. It tastes like warm alcoholic phlegm or something. 
Um, eh, with a little bit more vanilla to it. Oh, it's got vanilla in it as well? Oh I think God. so. I don't really know. It's Yeah, it's like a caramel and, and vanilla. And let's face it, you, you don't make it. You probably buy it in a cart or something. Oh, God, yeah. Some, some, some noobs make it. They'll be like, oh, we, we made a regno from free range eggs and blah, blah. no I, I, you know what just buy it in a carton it's a dollar 95 <laughs> i don't care if it's got artificial flavoring in it it's delicious it's bad possibly no eggs and probably not any eggs in it yes but there's a lot of nog a lot of nog well in in uh, celebration of the australian time of year i'm currently drinking a very nice james squire ipa called stowaway that's known for its feisty bitterness i thought that was very appropriate for today oh I'm feisty bitterness that's your middle that, name i know i think i'm gonna get feisty it's actually my stripper name feisty bitterness <laughs> yeah that's a great stripper name Jules, let's bypass the news. Let's bypass the news because I think we all know the news. The good news is that our Lord has come. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Horatio Christ came to earth this month, 2014 years ago, in a manger (laughs) far away. Let's sing Away in a Manger. Away in a manger. Stop it! Stop it! Christmas isn't bad enough without bringing religion into it. Hey, let's get into our first show, which I made you watch. Was the 1988 classic Bill Murray's Scrooged. 7 o'clock, Psycho sees Santa's workshop, and only Lee Majors can stop them. In the night, the reindeer die. Be here. You can't show that commercial. That thing looked like the the Manson family Christmas special. Think I'm way off base? Yes, you're, well, you're a tad off base, sir. Frank Cross is more than the youngest network president in television history. Call security. Have them change his locks and toss him out of the building. Oh, he's fired? It's Christmas. Thank you. Call the county. Stop his bonus. Watch out. He's a thoughtful boss. Thanks, boys. Get the nurse. A generous brother. What did he give you last year? Uh, I don't remember. A shower curtain. Did you hear him? I think he dropped something here. And a true humanitarian. I can't get the antlers glued onto this little guy. We tried crazy glue. Have you tried staples? But his life is about to change. That was a good one. You are going to be visited by three ghosts tomorrow at noon. Yeah, tomorrow's bad for me, Lou. As a matter of fact, the whole rest of the week is a washout. Anyone who thinks he hates Christmas is wrong. Go back to Jersey, you moron! It's ghosts he hates. Bill Murray. Karen Allen. It sounded like you'd seen a ghost. A ghost? John Forsythe. Bobcat Goldthwaite. Hey! You want to see me or is this a shotgun in your pocket? 
You know this one? Everybody knows this one. Let's go now. Yeah, does everybody know this one? Carol Kane. Robert Mitchum. I really care. David Johansson. Oh, I'm having the weirdest day. This holiday season, see Bill Murray get Scrooged. Hey, back off, big man. I may work with the chicks, but not with me. based on the Dickens story A Christmas Carol about grumpy old guy and then Ghost comes along and shows him stuff and makes him not grumpy and it's stupid because like he gets happy and all warm and loves people in the end but he starts off as this really cool uber evil network executive possibly based on a true character. Possibly based on the guy who runs the Discovery Channel right now. When they <laughs> when they advertise the hell out of man gets eaten alive by a snake, and then you turn except in and no man really, gets eaten alive by a snake. Except you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> or a high wire act was gonna fall, and then you watch it and he doesn't. Um, that's what it reminded me of, anyways. And I, I saw this the movie in the theater. The beginning bit. The beginning bit was really funny where he's advertising. Uh, the Christmas stuff, and he has an ad so horrific that people actually start, you know, having strokes while they're watching it. And his response is, "Show it every half hour." That's right. And um, and his little helper guy, played by Bobcat Goldthwait. Yes. That was really funny. Um, um, sorry, I saw this in the theater in 1988, the- if you can believe that, Jules. And um, um, I was well, little, 12 years old at that point. Boy. Yeah, like a little drummer boy. Um, they no, no, told me pa pa pum pum What? I can't hear you. I've got you on mute. <laughs> this is going to be a great podcast. <laughs> um, why would you go and see something like this at the cinema? Like, well, because Bill Murray's hilarious and I love okay. Christmas. So, look, Bill, Bill Murray, I'll pay you Bill Murray. And look, Bill Murray has, was in some of the classic comedies of the 80s. So, I was prepared to give this a go despite the icky Christmas theme. Now, did, is there anything else you liked about it? Did you get your heart warmed at all by his girlfriend who helped the poor and the homeless and he was cold and indifferent to it? unbelievable that he would change his whole personality over the course of you know a day um and stop being a bastard and he was fun as a bastard do you think he went back to being a bastard the day after i like to think so i like to think mm-hmm. this you know as with the original ebenezer scrooge i like to think that you know as with many people at this time of year, Ryan, who get all overcome with the spirit of goodwill towards their fellow humans, that it lasts for about a day and a half. Um, that's in between the time everyone's grumpy about having to go shopping and buy presents for people they don't like uh, and are forced to spend holidays with their family, which brings up all sort of deep and buried secrets and there's crying and horribleness and then you know usually by new year's eve you've got drunk and screwed someone you didn't mean to and everything's back to normal or is that just me that might just be you we do things a little different here (laughs) when it comes to the precious day of our lord and savior jesus christ all right so you've got Um, the reindeer around the nativity scene that's right yes 
Well, it was also winter in Jerusalem. I don't know if you knew that. They have winter like we do in America. Exactly the um, same, I believe. I, I actually... <laughs> this is the first year I've watched Scrooge in, you know, 20 years. I... What the... What's that? <laughs> Ryan? <laughs> Ryan, is that you? What's happening here? We're podcasting. Jules and Ezer. Jules and Ezer Scrooge. Hello? Hello? Jules, it's me, your old pal, Jacob Marley. Jacob? I don't know anyone called Jacob. <laughs> yeah, we were friends a long time ago. Oh, Jacob! Yeah, yes. that was, uh, took a lot of drugs at that point. It's obviously affected your voice a bit, I think. I took too many drugs and I died, Jules and Ezer. Oh. oh, well, you know, shit happens. But I've come back to warn you. Warn me? Warn me about what, Jacob? You are going to be visited by three spirits. Oh, whiskey, vodka, and tequila. No, Jules. You're going to be visited by the three spirits of TV. Oh, oh I love TV. Anything to do with TV would be good. Spirits and TV, that sounds excellent. They will have a message for you, Jules. You must listen to their message. Oh, I usually skip over the ads, but well, if you say so, Jacob. Yeah, no, you, you need to listen to what they're <laughs> going to tell you. Okay, you always, you never set me wrong back in the day, Jacob, so I will listen Heed to their warning. Okay. Heed their warning. Okay, you should see someone about that throat, I think, Jacob. Oh, I suppose you're dead, it doesn't matter, but uh, you're not sounding too good. Okay, I will heed their warnings. Prepare for them to come and visit you tonight before midnight. Yeah, it's, it's it's only three o'clock here, so... Prepare! <laughs> ...stand up, but I was pleasantly surprised that even though it was from the 1980s, it still seemed fairly relevant. I mean, he's drinking vodka and tab, which you don't see a lot of <laughs> nowadays. Um, you know, and a distinct lack of cell phones is kind of amusing, but uh, uh, pretty the, cool. The, the, I, you the know, TV I, I, stuff is still spot on. Which is probably yes. sad. It hasn't changed at all. Yeah, the, the whole uh, uh, those the... tropes are still alive and strong. <laughs> we'll get people to watch. We don't care how much we suck them in and feed them crap. I, I think, yeah, exactly. And the whole like you know um, the stunt and... stunt uh, Christmas Carol special with Mary Lou Retton and yeah, that was. <laughs> that, that was Tiny Tim. Yeah. Yes, that was very amusing. That was bad. I liked it. I thought it was good. And I, I am putting that on my top... Well, this is our top, my top six list um, that I picked out. It was actually seven, but Jules didn't watch one of them. Um, and now, people are going to get mad. I should have said this at the head. People are going to get mad because their favorite Christmas show isn't on the list that we're going to talk about. But you know what? This is my list, and I didn't want to get anything that was too mushy for Jules, because I know that she wouldn't be able to stomach it. So, nothing I, too... 
I did. I did gross. appreciate that we didn't have what's the bloody Jimmy Stewart one. Yeah, yeah. That, that uh, one. Wonderful Miracle life. on 34th Street. Or no. Uh, Miracle on 34th Street. And most of all, I was very grateful uh, that you didn't put in a, a movie of someone you know quite well. Jared Padalecki's A Christmas Cottage. <laughs> because I watched, I I never watched heard that, of it. I watched that once and I'm still scarred from it. it sounds like shit. Uh, he wears chunky hand knits and holds Peter O'Toole's penis. That's about the highlight. That, I, that doesn't sound terrible. <laughs> that was the highlight. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Scrooge, would you say yay or nay? Look, it was nice to remember a, a younger, wackier Bill Murray. I mean, Bill Murray yeah, still, yeah. although Bill Murray in his real life these days is as good value as he ever was in the movies, as he just sort of randomly turns up to people's parties and does stuff with people and seems pretty awesome um, but it did take me back to a time you know the, the 80s and, and Bill Murray was in every comedy um, yeah. and they were generally pretty good comedies and he usually played characters with a good edge to them so um, and you know there was usually an element of satire or something in his in in the shows um, and you know he made some really classic 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 movies so I, it did make me think I must go back and uh, revisit a number of Bill Murray's uh, movies there was a couple lines in this that I still say to this day and I had totally forgotten the origins of uh, now and now of course I can't remember but just like stupid little things like Whatever, like, that was really, really scary or something. I can't remember what the line is now, so it's kind of a moot point. But there, there's, uh, it goes back into a time when we were at school probably saying it. It's just stuck in my lexicon now as so many stupid things. But yeah. one thing I noticed is I think Bill Murray's humor is still absolutely present to today in humor that we see on TV. The straight man delivery kind of, or the delivery with a wacky twist on it. Kind of thing like yeah. what you you don't this isn't enough for you or something yeah. dumb like that a sarcastic uh, dry delivery uh, and absolutely I think is carried forward and probably shaped a lot of the way people are funny today mm. I think, uh, and it does remind I mean he's he he, he was is a, you know a brilliant comedian and brilliant performer and you know it, there's movies like this that. Uh, well, yeah, comedies in particular really depend on on the lead comic in the movie. You know, they it either rises or falls with them. And um, despite this being a Christmas movie, I enjoyed it for its Bill Murrayness. Okay. And you like the Christmas theme as well? No. Um, Speaking <coughs> of Christmas theme, let's move on to a TV show that we ta- that we reviewed, um, and it's the 1960s. Four classic Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yes. Silver and gold. Silver and gold. You really like Christmas, don't you, Ryan? Yes, I do. I like Christmas at the end of December. I don't like Christmas at any other time of the year. <laughs> Which is a pity because it usually starts somewhere around September these days. That's when I hate it. I hate it the most when people... I hate when people sing Christmas carols outside of Christmas. It makes me so mad. Well, I, I think I did get a photo of, you know, like the first mince pies in the supermarket was, was before the end of September. And I remember oh, nice. this year I got a photo of Easter eggs in the supermarket market uh, and I think it was like 15th of January so (laughs) which makes you wonder why they bother taking things off the shelf 
It's um, like Bill Murray runs that place. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just In hammer Scrooge. them with it. Exactly. Um, now, this was actually one I had seen. Um, uh-huh. because I was, I, I, Did you see it when you were a kid? Probably. As I said, we don't yeah. have the same tradition of Christmas movies and that so much here, be, but mainly because it is the middle of summer and people are either right. going away on holidays or they're out doing stuff because it doesn't get dark until 10 o'clock at night. So, you know, we're not huddled in the cave watching telly. But I, I was always a big mm. Peanuts fan, huge Peanuts fan from when I was mm. a kid, um, from the cartoon strip in the in the newspaper. And um, so I do remember this one. And, of course, I relate to this more because Charlie Brown is rather depressed. Um, <clears throat> so are we talking Charlie Brown or Rudolph? Oh, sorry. I've gone on to Charlie Brown, haven't I? Oh, God. Okay. All right, let's talk about Charlie Brown now. <laughs> Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? It's Charlie Brown and the Peanuts Gang, preparing to spend another joyous holiday together. Only this year, Charlie Brown is getting a little fed up with what seems to be the new Christmas spirit. Find the true meaning of Christmas when money, money, money. Dear Santa Claus. Just send money. We all know that Christmas is a big commercial racket. It's run by a big Eastern syndicate, you know. Good grief. So Charlie Brown attempts to restore the true spirit of Christmas by buying a neglected little Christmas tree. But as is often the case with Charlie Brown... Oh, everything I touch gets ruined. It appears that this Christmas may be a sad one. That is, of course, until the rest of the gang shows good old Charlie Brown that they haven't really lost the Christmas spirit at all. A Charlie Brown Christmas. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Actually, I... I uh, now, here I am, the bad person. I didn't get a chance to watch Charlie Brown this year. Um, but it's kind of a... Do you find it kind of depressing, Charlie Brown? Like, well, that's why he's I was... kind of just a depressing character, isn't well, he? Well, yes, and the whole theme, and this is 1964, and talk about things not dating. This right. has not dated at all. I mean, you could release this today. So the theme of it is Charlie's depressed. He does. Everyone else is all happy about Christmas and enjoying it, and he doesn't know why he's depressed, but he's not really finding anything to be happy about. Uh, even Snoopy's uh, a sellout. He's entered a commercial uh, decorate your home uh, competition, and, and so Charlie's all bemoaning the commercialism of Christmas. And his friends try and cheer him up by getting him to direct the school play. And of course, that all goes to hell in the handbasket. And uh, he has to go out, goes out to buy a Christmas tree, and he gets a Christmas tree that everyone thinks is pathetic. And really, the whole thing—he's not very happy. <laughs> um, <laughs> And there's lots of awesome characters in it. And then at the end, um, he tries to decorate his tree and it falls over. And then everyone else decorates it and it's wonderful. And um, Linus makes some speech about Jesus or something and and being good to each other and everyone's happy. So aside from the very end, um, I really enjoy... Why, you don't want everyone to be happy? No. Why, Jules? You're always trying to please people. Because it's never going to happen. <laughs> what? <laughs> but it, it can happen on the one day of the year, Christmas. Dream on, Ryan. That's Dream. the magic of Christmas. All right, dream on. Um, but I did the rest of it I really enjoyed, and it was great. I haven't read or watched Charlie Brown for, for a while, but the characters still remain dear to my heart, and they're wonderful yeah. in this, and it just 
you know, the power of stories that, you know, persist, you know, this is 50 odd years ago, um, right. and the characters um, are, are as real to, you know, they're just, it's a story that resonates today because the characters are sort of, and they are kids, and, and but there's, you know, an overlay of looking back on your childhood, but also, you know, these could be adults as well, and it's funny, and I love Snoopy. Um, I'm looking at my dog now, who still fails <laughs> to be Snoopy. Right. Um, but, yeah, no, and, and Lucy um, trying to boss everyone around, and Pigpen getting dirt all over the snow, and um, Schroeder playing Beethoven, even though everyone wants him to right. play Christmas carols. Yeah, oh, no, I, yeah. I, I got a bit of a nostalgia kick out of this one. And I liked and it. And they, they talked about the nativity scene, too, if I remember. Is it Linus or something he's talking about? And then three wise... What? <laughs> oh. oh, are you one of the spirits of TV past that Jacob right. told me to expect? I am the spirit of TV past. Oh, it's a bit hard to see because you're not on a flat screen and, and, and the colours are You need to come here. with me. Okay. Take my hand. I'm Ugh. going to take you back. Back in time of the TV. <laughs> Where are we? What is this place? I'm taking you back. This is your own living room in the year 2002. Mm. Do you see this, Jules and Isa? Yeah, that's the this pizza box from the last TV week. Guide. Oh, TV guide, yes. Look. Look what's on the TV guide, Jules. Do you see these shows? Oh, look what's The Wire. <gasps> Firefly! The Shield! Oh, God, some of the. Firefly! Yes! The Sopranos! Oh, oh my God! Are you some... watching these shows, Jules? Um. Maybe? Maybe no. not? You can see yourself sitting there. What are you watching? Um. Friends? Um. Gilmore Girls? Friends! Survivor. Spooky Gilmore Girl. Survivor again. Survivor rerun. Look at you, Jules, sitting there watching that television when there's good quality programs oh, on. But I didn't know about them. And and, and and you had to actually think when you watched them. And and they were about the real world and life and um um Survivor! Jeff Probst in a blue shirt. Those are bad excuses, Jules. Those are bad excuses. You missed out on quality time and wasted your time watching oh. crap. Oh, I know. I know. God, that last season of The X-Files. I should never have done that. It didn't even have Mully and Scalder in it. <laughs> Scully and Mulder, even. That's what I said. <laughs> and it wasn't even filmed in Vancouver. It was the fake X-Files in LA. It was in Los Angeles. Oh, nothing ever good comes out of Los Angeles. I should have known. Oh, spirit of TV past. And came and da 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 da. Yeah. And that with the, the baby Jesus who lay in a manger. And then did they sing away in a manger? 
Uh, yeah, something like what was they sang one of those songs. Uh, okay, well, away in a manger, meet, no meet. crib for a bed. The little Lord Jesus lay down his sweet Sorry, I can't hear you. Sorry, break. <laughs> <laughs> You're breaking up. You're breaking up. <laughs> so, Charlie Brown, Peanuts, Christmas, that's a age-old classic. Well, look uh, at Charlie Brown, Go everybody. I, I love how the voices are they're not trying to be dumb little kid voices. No. They're 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 cool sounding uh, people doing the voices. I, I always really appreciate that on that show. Yeah, and, and it's not you know, it isn't trying to be cutesy. There is a, a thread of melancholy in it if you like, and I think part of it's you know, about lost childhood, but it's also about the fact that not everyone is I mean when you look back you think you know, this is acknowledging that not it's not Christmas, even aside from people like myself, people, uh, it's not always a happy time of year for people. Uh, it's often a time of year when people remember people they've lost um, or relationships that have ended, right. people that have died. Uh, it can often be a time uh, when families come together because that's what you do and, and does bring up a lot of tensions and who's not talking to who and blah 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 and whether you've got enough money to buy right, all the right. presents so i like mm -hmm. the fact that it's it's not all just happy happy joy joy and no it's depressing as hell yeah and so if i was anyone i'm charlie brown <laughs> with, with an overlay if i'm anyone i think i'm clark <laughs> clark <laughs> sorry cut me off if i'm anyone i think i'm clark griswold oh <laughs> Uh, did you want to talk about that next, or do you want to talk about Rudolph? No, let's talk about National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. To be jolly, la 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 la. After vacationing across America and throughout Europe, take it, Russ. This holiday season, the Griswolds are going to play it safe. Clark, we're stuck under a truck. They're staying at home. I give you the Griswold family Christmas tree. Hope you're not getting sap all over your sweater, Clark. All Clark wants is a quiet, old-fashioned Christmas. Sorry. Oops. Got a little knot here. You can work on that. What he's going to get is the gift that keeps on living. Merry Christmas. His family. We didn't come to impose. <laughs> oh, hell, there's plenty of room. Do you sleep with your brother? Do you know how sick and twisted that is, Mom? Well, I'm sleeping with your father. Have you got a kiss for me? Eh, you better take a rain check on that, Art. He's got a lip fungus they ain't identified yet. But no holiday could ever be more deeply touching. We were gonna call, but... And he wanted to make it a surprise. If I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. <laughs> ah, we're really gonna fly down the hill with this stuff. So genuinely moving. Can I refill your eggnog for you? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere, leave you for dead. More truly uplifting. Can I show you something? I'm just blouse browsing. Or more down to earth. If Santa is smart, he'll stay well clear of this joint. It's a death trap. What? And Christmas with the Griswolds. Everybody come out quick, look at the lights! They want you to say grace. I pledge allegiance to the flag. The United States of America. This year, let Chevy Chase light up your holidays. 
National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That thing had nine lives. She just spent them all. <laughs> you woo, crack up. Okay, and sorry. Chevy Chase, of course. Stop interrupting me, Ryan. Try to sorry. talk about Chevy Chase. Do you know there's said. a place in New York called Chevy Chase? That surprised I do. me. I went past the sign one day and I went, oh, that's the name of an actor. Anyway, yeah. he, like Bill Murray, got his start on Saturday. Well, he didn't get his start, but was um, uh, became popular on Saturday Night Live. Was in everything in the 80s, uh, uh, including Caddysh- the wonderful, wonderful Caddyshack with Bill Murray. Very wonderful movie. Maybe we need to do an 80s comedy movie podcast um, called 80s <laughs> mod- comedy movie chinwag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds really exciting. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get lots of people tuning in for that one. I think you would, um, actually, Ryan, because everyone of our generation who hasn't watched movies since the 80s would love it. Yeah, they might, you know. Um, they don't make one comedies my... like they used to, I will say. As, nope, as someone who's not true. a fan of... I saw the short for Dumb and Dumber 2 at the movies last week. Yeah. And I wanted to rip my own intestines out through my abdominal wall and eat them. Oh, no, really? It was, oh, my God, I was just like, I almost, oh, it was, it was like someone was exploiting these people and, 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 and it was, oh, it was just horrible. And oh. I was yelling at make it stop, make it stop. Um, it was real. Oh, and I just thought, why? Why? Oh, that's a shame. I haven't seen the movie, but did you like the first one? Yeah, it was alright. Uh, not, no, not really. Alright. Anyways, let's get uh, let's get back to our Christmas talk. <laughs> let's Jules. get to other movies. Stop mo- trying to derail Christmas. Let's get back to Stop other Stop pushing your non-Christmas, your Grinchy agenda. Grinchy agenda. One day you will all be Grinches. <laughs> um... National Lampoon's fa- Christmas Vacation yes, the stars Griswolds. Chevy Chase and his at the Griswolds um, all the way down through the kids and it is about I, I'm sure everyone's seen it but Clark had you seen it before? Oh look I think I've seen all the National Lampoon ones so I I probably remember the Vacation movies more than this one but I'm sure I've seen it before. Right. Right. Yeah. What did you think of it? Did you like it? <laughs> it's sort of a scale today. Let's go from really loathed it and never want to see it again to eh, it's all right. Um, look it, again. Look, it, you've got a lot. It has a charm. It, it has, has a, a good charm, charm to it. Clark Griswold's the sort of the, you know, the hardworking dad who wants to do, you know, he sort of wants to do the right thing by his family, and he's getting screwed over at work, and he wants to have the family together because he has this illusion that you. You know, everyone will be happy at Christmas, and so they have both sets of parents over. And then his um, is a brother or cousin turns up. It's cousin Eddie. Cousin yeah. Eddie turns up, who doesn't quite fit into the notion of um, uh, you know everyone's happy family because you know he's from out in the boondocks, and he, his family are a bit uh, down on their luck, should one say. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Backcountry folk. Backcountry folk who, who live in their RV and have questionable personal hygiene and a dog with a saliva, a sinus problem. 
these movies, as with all the National Lampoon ones, a lot of physical comedy, so there's a lot of yeah. pratfalls. Uh, the, the whole stringing up the house with light sequences is, is pretty pretty funny. Um, yeah. So there's, there's the grandmother and grandfather coming over and the squirrel going up the tree and the dog climbing up chasing it up the tree yeah fantastic the cat gets clark cat gets yeah the aunt beryl right. or whoever the cat gets electrocuted by the lights and she doesn't yeah. really quite um she doesn't quite know aunt bethany that's right she doesn't quite know aunt what's bethany. going on the whole time yeah. so you know yeah. like she does the pledge of allegiance rather than say grace and she's wrapped up her yeah. cash as a present uh which she brings over and it escapes and, and dies which apparently dead yeah. pets is sort of funny um, yeah. Until it happens to yours on Christmas Day, um, yeah. and and Clark, one of the subplots is he wants to get a pool for the, or he signed up to get a pool for the family based on getting a big Christmas bonus, and the Christmas bonus is a membership to the Jello of the Month Club because his boss is a bastard. Yeah, the Jelly of the Month Club. Jelly yeah. of the Month Club. Um, um, that's sort of I, 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 you know, I, I love these because it's, I mean, I, I know I'm stating the obvious, but it's about Clark. It's about him being his father and, you know, being a happy family man, but wanting other things too. Um, I, you know, he's always daydreaming about the hot chick in the, in the swimming pool and all that. Hello. Jules, it's me, the ghost of TV present. Oh, Hello. You must only be recently dead. You don't look so bad as the last one. I feel pretty good, actually. I'm not sure I'm 100% dead. <laughs> well, you know, that's something we all have to deal with. Now, Jules, let me take a look at what's on your PVR. I'm just going to turn on your TV here and... Oh, why is there all only the snow coming in on the TV? Why don't you have any channels, Jules? Oh, I, yeah... I don't watch TV anymore. I don't have, don't even have an aerial, and I'm not going to pay for freaking cable, am I? How are you getting all your shows now, Jules? Well, everywhere else: Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, the internet. But those <laughs> are illegal sources, Jules. You're spending so much time downloading and watching things through. Hacked Netflix, <laughs> hacked Hulu. Don't you see, Jules? Don't you see what this is doing to the TV? No. I don't really know where I'm going with this. <laughs> but I get to watch lots of good TV, and then eventually it will come to Australia. I'm sure of it. And then I will not be, um, I won't be stuck with having to watch Australian Big Brother and. MasterChef is the only things on TV. If I didn't have the internet or, or Netflix, I would be lost. And then I wouldn't be able to do a podcast. I guess there's no way out of it, Jules. <laughs> You're just going to have to see what happens in the future when the next spirit visits you. <laughs> sort of stuff. I, I, I like that. I think that's hilarious. Um... You know, when he goes shopping for his wife and uh, he's at the perfume counter and his his son comes up and sort of shakes him out of his daydream and things like that. I, I always love that Chevy Chase, that Gris, uh, Clark Griswold, that always makes me laugh so hard. Um, this family man that sort of yearns for something else, but he doesn't really quite realize it, I think. Um, 
I mean, there's so many classic moments in this movie that it is definitely a Christmas favorite. I, I think tra- Clark being trapped up in the attic is one of my favorite things. And him pulling out the old movies and dressed up in all the old lady clothes that are in the attic to try and keep warm. With the whole family getting in the car going to the mall, that, to me, is very Christmas as well. Like, everybody's piling in the car and organizing themselves getting to the mall, I think is hilarious. Um... Um... I like the the kids in this one. I really like. I think are very funny. Uh, they're they're sweet kids. I think kind of true to life characters. Uh, yeah, I reckon kids in movies used to be better. I think if you go back far, uh, yeah. and we'll talk about another movie with kids in it uh, shortly. Um, yeah. I, I think kids have got. I think by the time we hit Macaulay Culkin, we'd reached that sort of really horrid kid phase of, (laughs) you know, them being both cute and smart and not childlike. Um, They became like, you know, they were they were mini grown ups. um, Right. And which sort of misses the point, I think. Um, Misses the point. Misses the point. Um, So yeah, look, it's. You know, and the the I actually I love the I love the family in the RV who are pumping their sewage. Oh, and um, <laughs> special guest appearances. The next door neighbours includes um, Julie Louis Dreyfus, which yes. is hilarious. Um, so you know, I got a few giggles out of it. I, I can think of worse ways. I mean, it's 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 very similar. If you know, if you've seen any of the National Lampoon. Um, movies. The themes are similar, you know, the world's sort of always against Clark, who's, you know, who loves his family and is trying to be the best dad he can be, but things go awry and, um, uh, you know, look, the physical comedy is is really good in it. I think, uh, you know, there's some great, you know, great set pieces and, as I said, I think the, the one with the doing all the lights on the house which you know sort of right. you could probably see from the moon is is uh, is hilarious um and all those power boards with you know 400 <laughs> 400 power plugs piggybacking off each other is a all too real thing in most people's homes at this at any time of year um, yes yes uh, in fact, uh, we uh, problem in Australia at this time of year because you've got 15 fans and air conditioners plugged in. Right. <laughs> um, so it did take again took me back to good. Uh, I would must go and watch some of the other National Lampoon uh, movies. Honestly, I mean, Family Vacation's great, but this is this is your in favorite. In my opinion, tied with it. Yeah, you know, it's it's very close to tied. I've seen this one more than I've seen Vacation. Um, but this one, I think, is is damn close to a perfect movie. I think it's got everything. It's got humor. It's touching. It's you know shows you know problems and overcoming those problems. And I I don't know. I really I really love this movie very much. It's got an exploding sewage, which is always going to get me into a movie. I mean, poo and is a deflating turkey. A deflate. <laughs> <laughs> the deflating turkey and look to be honest an electrocuted cat um right yeah, I get it. and uh, a guy's uh, toupee that goes on fire uh yes and stories about uh, the, i do love the rottweiler with the sinus problem which yes. hasn't been fixed and apparently if it uh, if it goes for you it's best to just let it finish its job yeah <laughs> um my brother-in-law his dad is almost exactly the same as that guy and he's coming to our house for christmas dinner, so that should be a lot of fun <laughs> so let's move on now to tv there's another television show which we talked about earlier which was rudolph oh is this your snowbank no who are you 
Well, actually, I am a dentist. A dentist? Well, I want to be someday. Right now, I'm just an elf. But I don't need anybody. I'm... I'm independent. Yeah? Me too. I'm... whatever you said. Independent. Hey, what do you say we both be independent together, huh? You wouldn't mind my red nose? Not if you don't mind me being a dentist. It's a deal. Stop motion uh, animation. That was done also in the 60s. Um, now this one's going to be a little not as mature, obviously, and a little more juvenile. But what did you think of Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer? Well, I, first of all, I could see why you liked it, because it's got a beardy guy who obviously went on to star in Yukon Gold in it. So, oh, it was transparent Gold! from Gold! the beginning. Gold! Yukon Gold! Um, that's obviously, obviously had, because this is what, 1964 or 5? Yeah. Um, movie, obviously, well, you know, obviously well before you were born, but uh, had had a, an impact on the young Curtis mind, I would say, right. and possibly style of facial hairing, even oh. though it's ostensibly about um, about reindeers. Uh, and really reindeers, so I can see what you suggested it for me, because Paul Rudolph has something to, something special about him, and something that the other reindeers don't know about him, and suffers with having to his parents trying to keep him in the closet until, you know, he finally comes out and is accepted by the other reindeers. So well, it's a, it's he's not a... accepted though. They make fun of him and call him names. Well, yeah, it's a. They and... wouldn't let poor Rudolph join in any of the reindeer games until himself. He proves himself to be extra specially fabulous, and then they accept him. You think he should have had a rainbow nose? He should have. Well, he basically does. I think it's a it's a it's a rainbow subtext red nose. Definitely. So is that co- is that gay code for anything? What Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer? No, do you have a red nose? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But I can't tell you what I'd have to kill you. <laughs> um, this to me seems more like a coming out of the closet to type thing than like Judy Garland and Wizard of Oz. You know, people oh, say, yeah, "Are you no, friend no. of Dorothy's?" What about are you a friend of Rudolph's? Is that a new thing we could start doing? I definitely think friend of Rudolph or just Rudolph, basically. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, the Misfit Toys. Just call. I'm going to call them my f- yeah. queer friends now are going to be the Misfit Toys. The Isle of Misfit Toys, yeah. Yes. But tell, <laughs> tell me about your happy... I'm sure you have a different uh, take and memories of Rudolph, Ryan. Yeah, I certainly didn't associate it when I was a child to homosexuality and, you know, acceptance in our modern societies. Uh, although I did think Santa was a bit of a cunt as far as <laughs> treating Rudolph like shit until he needed him, and then all of a sudden, oh, quickly, Rudolph, save the day! Yeah, yeah, um, it's like I would have been treating him like, like crap. I would have been like, yeah, fuck off, Santa. And there's this also yeah, this exactly. weird thing about with Mrs. Santa feeding Santa up. There's some whole weird sexual food thing going on. Oh, you think real... she's a feeder? Yeah, I think so. Because there's this whole thing about, oh, he's skinny, and then I have to feed him up. And he loves it. And anyway, it was all right. a bit strange. What about Hermie? Hermie wanted to become a dentist. What do you think that means? Oh yes. Well, he was another rather flamboyant. Yeah. 
He's the only elf with a with a uh, with a lovely little cowlick fringe, and he he doesn't yeah. want to make toys. He wants to become a dentist, uh, yeah. which is very uh, you know oral, one could say, um, <laughs> and, and and an unusual profession to probably anyone to aspire to. But he gets probably. to be a dentist in the end, so he does uh, yeah. an excuse to put his fingers in people's mouths. Make I of, guess so. Make of that what we will. <laughs> And we're latex gloves. I, well, I don't have a choice now. Every time I see it. <laughs> um, what did you think of the Isle of Misfit toys? I mean, that's that's pretty funny, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I like. You know, that was funny, and they all get to go find homes in the end, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. This is just a classic. I, I remember seeing as a kid, and you know, there's little things in it. Burr Lives, I thought it was great as the little snowman uh, narrator, you know, telling the story. Yeah, I I think that's fairly classic, and uh, I don't know. I just always uh, have a soft spot in my heart for this little show, and I think it's it's really well done for the time as well. I mean, 1960s, these little maquettes. I mean, I think um, Rudolph was only two inches tall. The little wow. um, shape that they made, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, pretty. I I always like it. I think everybody's seen it. Um, do you think it holds up? Uh, maybe if you're under six these days, it probably does. I don't don't see that it wouldn't. It's I don't know what the kids under six. Maybe they expect the reindeers to turn it turn into transformers or something. Right, I don't right. know what the young people are watching today. They're too busy with yes. their their texting and their iPads, aren't they? Um, yeah. It's interesting you say, you know, Christmas classic and, and I was reading up on some of these films and, and obviously, particularly in North America, you know, they're played seasonally, repeatedly and I was thinking, you know, I wonder how much, <laughs> you know, the people who made these for what was probably not a lot of money, I wonder if they, you know, they made a shitload of money out of all these or whether they just had to watch them every year thinking, oh, there's another $3.50 in the bank right. account. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, of course, I wonder. Classic is another uh, is TV talk for something we can play that doesn't cost us much money. Right. So uh, anything that gets repeated very often um, is is falls into that category. Do these sort of shows still get? Do you still at this time of year are there Christmas shows yes. on telly? And yes, I mean now as a kid, Rudolph would be on once, and you better be right. home at. Wednesday at 7.30 and on ABC if you want to watch Rudolph this year. Otherwise, you're going to miss it. Um, now they'll play the shit out of all of them, it seems. Or you just watch them on Netflix, one of the two. Um, but yeah, they, they, they are definitely still on TV. And they're classic. I mean, it was only in a okay. few years ago that they actually brought out the figurines from Rudolph. Like the little like figurines yes, you could yes, buy in the yes. store and stuff. So... Um, so, I mean, it's still relevant, as always, I guess, considering that they're going to make that movie. Well, um, all I, I know, um, Bumble, the um, uh, abominable right. snowman, is quite beloved by many of oh, my right, friends. Oh, right, yeah. Um, me, Yukon Cornelius. I'm a big fan of him. Do you have a Yukon Cornelius? Style? I don't, and I don't need one. Um, but I do love the sound that he makes when he licks his pickaxe. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to make you a Yukon Cornelius. My brother-in-law went as Yukon Cornelius for for Halloween, actually. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> and you, you didn't. Yeah. You could have just turned up, and you would have been Yukon oh, Cornelius. Oh, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, 
Oh, he's got a red uh, beard, so you would have had to do yeah, a bit of a used to be red. job. Um, I like the sound that he makes when he licks his pickaxe. <laughs> no, no gold. No gold. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, little, little, little Ryan. Yes. I love seeing, hearing how much delight you still get. Speaking of how much delight I still get, the next movie that we watched was Elf. Your costume is pretty. Oh, it's not a costume. I'm an elf. Oh. Well, technically I'm human, but I was raised by elves. New Line Cinema presents the story of one elf who's coming home for Christmas. Boy, can't wait to see my dad. We're, we're going to go ice skating and eat sugar plums. <laughs> Sorry. Now. I think someone sent you a Christmas gram. Dad. We should call security. Good idea. I like to whisper too. Buddy's experiencing a world he never knew existed. Buddy's your son. What am I gonna do? He, he's certifiably insane. <laughs> Discovering what it takes to fit in. And going where no elf has gone before. What he needs is to be nurtured. Bring him home. Introduce him to Emily and Michael. How long do you think you'll be with us? <sighs> I was thinking like forever. <laughs> Stay here. We can't just throw him out in the snow. He loves the snow. He's told me 15 times. Ow! Son of a nutcracker! We can take him. Where did you say you were from? This holiday season. I think you're beautiful and my tongue swells up when I am around you. Get ready. I plan out our whole day. I thought maybe we could make gingerbread houses and maybe even hold hands. For a tall tale... Or we can get the star on top. ...of elfish proportions. I got it. Will Ferrell. Okay, people, Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! I know him. I know him. Elf. Do you remember me? I do. I didn't recognize you. I know. I'm in work clothes. I didn't know you had elves here. Boy, you're, you're hilarious, my friend. Did you have to borrow a reindeer to get down here? Hey, you're feeling strong, my friend. Call me elf one more time. He's an angry elf. Look at you! Ow! Buddy the elf, what's your favorite color? Put that down. Now this elf. is uh, what is it? Two thousand four. Yes, yes. As soon as I mentioned I was I was watching these, uh, you you were making me watch these movies. You wouldn't believe how many of my friends said to me, "Oh, you better be watching Elf. I hope you're watching Elf. I hope you're watching Elf. Elf's wonderful." Yes. And you watched it, and look, the moment it started, it had Bob Newhart at the beginning, and like if you talk right. about bulletproof. Any movie that has any amount of Bob Newhart in it, I'm going to watch and I'm going to enjoy it on some level because Bob <laughs> Newhart. Uh, again, we talk oh, about. Oh, really? The old, you love Bob Newhart? I love Bob. Grew up on Bob Newhart. I love Bob Newhart because Bob Newhart was always oh, awesome. that really grumpy, dry sense of humour. I mean, he was your ultimate about straight man, but his delivery and he was just always that uh, slightly bemused and hard done by by the world, like, you know, again, talk about comedians who uh, just, yeah, definitely someone I, I hold in great esteem. He turned up, uh, and this might be a show we talk about next year, he turned up in the, 
first couple of episodes of a new sci-fi series called The Librarians, based on the um, oh, right. the mo- Noah Wiley movies. Yeah. And um, I, I was I didn't know he was in it, and I was just unconscionably happy to see Bob Newhart doing anything. Um, he's not particularly hilarious in The Librarians because he only has a very small role, but he's still hilarious. Um, and wonderful so that that started me off on a very good mood for um, Elf which stars Will Ferrell who is not one of my favourite comedians I have to say oh no really no I lump Will in with a whole lot of that that sort of boys doing comedy these days who I find think they're think they're a lot funnier than they are I'm not saying he's unskilled but I don't find uh, his humour usually uh, particularly hilarious but look I will say I didn't totally hate Elf oh well that's <laughs> very positive review um uh you tell, tell me what you think about Elf, otherwise well, this will be a real I down. think Elf is great, and I like Will Ferrell a lot. I like Will Ferrell movies. I think he's, I think he's very funny. I think he's a very smart comedian. And although he does a lot of childish kind of simpleton kind of things, I think he's actually very calculated and and uh, and, and clever. I, I, and and his his comic timing, I think, is impeccable. Um, you know, seeing Buddy the Elf uh, being exasperated about things like, um, you know, when Bob Newhart's telling him, well, Buddy, you know, um, people, uh, not a lot of people are believing in Santa anymore. And he's like, that, that's ridiculous. Why? That is ridiculous. Makes me laugh endlessly. <laughs> I could watch that on a loop constantly and just laugh my ass off. To me, that's good comedy. Um... I love the interactions he has with his dad. There's still stuff that I quote from this movie all year long. Like, bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. <laughs> or, I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> and I'm singing. And I'm singing in a star. I'm singing. Um, you know, the scene with uh, Well, that with explains and, your propensity uh, to burst in the... out into song. <laughs> Exactly, oh, yeah, but, yeah. But Buddy and the girl in the shower. Right. Fantastic, right? The uh, the baby is cold outside. That's classic. That's a really classic movie for uh, a Christmas show. Um, you know, I, it kind of loses me a bit in the third and fourth act with the Gotta Save Christmas kind of stuff. I could just watch him just be a, a ridiculous bumble, cotton-headed yeah, Nanny Muggins all day. <laughs> It would have been nice to have more of him in the um, in the department store. I think. Yeah. I think there was a lot of comedy there that didn't uh, get mined. Uh, with it was I've forgotten. It was Zoe Deschanel who plays right. the uh, who plays the hot chick uh, yeah. elf in the department store. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a lot lot there. Of, my friend Amy was saying she was actually in a department store yesterday and went past where Santa was going to be, and she wanted to point at the chair and yell. You're a chair of lies! <laughs> um, so, yes, you're not you're not the only one. And that, that I thought, was good. Um, I, really, I liked, uh, speaking of kids, um, the kid who plays James Khan's son, uh, you know, who's sort of hard done by because his dad ignores him. Right. Uh, I, quite, I, liked, I liked him. Uh, Mary Steenberg and his, um, uh, the mother. Um, I like her. 
yeah, so look, and again, I think there would have been a little bit more humour to be mined from the, the living with the family. But then there's also this, there's this funny line where it gets a little, um, because, because Buddy, for those who haven't watched the movie, uh, through various mechanisms, uh, Buddy was a human who was raised by the elves. And then he goes to find his human parent. Parents, his mother, of course, is dead, as they always are in these things. Um, and so he's very, for some reason, because the rest of the elves aren't, but maybe it's because they're very long-lived, they have a long childhood, he's very childlike. So there's sort of some uncomfortable moments, like when he goes on the date with Zoe Deschanel, there's this right. weird thing where it's like she's on a date with an eight-year-old. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I think that it's, uh, there must have been some level of awareness that that was sort of, you couldn't play that out too long. They, they have to sort of become friends, but the romantic angle, even though she does kiss him, is a little, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, uh, James Kahn's character, of course, works for a children's book company, and Peter Dinklage has a wonderful little cameo as this uber-famous uh, children's book writer. And I could have done, like, I could have done with a whole movie about the children's <laughs> book industry, or maybe a sequel where, yeah. um, uh, you know, Buddy helps his dad write books, and they go go up against Peter Dinklage's character. That that, <laughs> that could be funny, and it was lovely to see a, a, a younger uh, Peter Dinklage in the role. He's an angry elf. <laughs> Don't call him an elf. <laughs> Say elf one more time, man. You feeling tough? <laughs> Just call me an elf one more time. And it is, uh, you know, they they mine the humour of having Peter Dinklage actually, you know, wrestle Will Farrell and right. beat him up. Um, yes. So, yeah, look, it's, again, I, I, although it has the whole spirit of Christmas thing at the end, blah, 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 James Khan discovers, you know, he loves his family and he wants to spend more time with them. Um, it's not too schmaltzy. And again, it does end up with a lovely little scene with uh, Bob Newhart back at the North Pole. So that made me happy. Right. <laughs> um, what about when he gets to New he he gets to New York and he goes into that diner, the the world's best <laughs> cup of coffee. Congratulations, Congratulations, everyone! You did it! You really did it! Congrats, everyone! <laughs> the best cup of coffee in the world. That's Again, great. You know. Um, <laughs> The, some of those fish out of water moments I could have done with a few of when he discovers, despite having been um, warned that uh, he, that uh, you know gum on the sidewalk and, and right. that isn't free candy, he he reckons it is, and I thought that was that was rather grossly <laughs> amusing. Yes. <laughs> um, I did wonder, though, about given that he's been raised on this diet of candy, um, you know, what effects it was going to have on his longer-term health. Sure, um, you worry about Buddy the Elf. I do worry a bit about Buddy yeah. the Elf. Um, well, maybe John Favreau as a doctor could uh, really check him over. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting, actually, because I, I, you know, we often think now of John Favreau as, you know, action movie uh, director. Until recently, he did the movie, which I don't know if you've seen, called Chef. Yes, great movie. Yeah, and I, I, I hadn't realised he directed this, and so it was sort of yeah. nice to, to go back and think, you know, he's got some chops in the in the comedy uh, and sort of an affectionate. It's it's not this is not frat boy humour. It's not mean humour. It's very affectionate, um, and everyone lives happily ever after without being overly sweet, as is the dish of. Um, spaghetti and maple syrup that Buddy makes Mary Steenburgen for breakfast. <laughs> right, yes. Yes. 
<laughs> I like candy, candy corn, syrup. <laughs> the four basic food groups, yeah. Um, pretty funny. I, I like I like the show a lot. I think it's got a lot of humor to it. I think it's got a lot of good heart, and I think uh, I think it's it'll probably stay classic for many many years to come. It's already yeah, been banned. I I would recommend this because it does have pretty. You know, it's pretty broad appeal. Uh, the Christmas stuff is is sort of reasonably backgrounded. There's no religious stuff, um, and yeah, I can I can I can come up watching this. Would you watch it again next year? No. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> let's no, let's move I, on then. That's fine. We'll leave it in the dust. If you're going to be all judgy <laughs> like that. <laughs> Because I'd rather go and watch. Like, there are new horror Christmas movies out I haven't seen cool. yet. Cool. It's not about thing. horror. Christmas is not about, I mean. If people aren't that. dying, blood on the snow looks so good. No. You miss out on that in Australia. <laughs> no. Um, next movie. The next movie we watched was also from the 80s. And I think it is one of the best Christmas movies around. Probably close to the top of my list, if not the top of my list. The widely ignored, widely underappreciated, in my opinion, and it's the Christmas story. In this modern age, Perfect. too many people have lost sight of the true meaning of Christmas. Mom! Hush! Shut up, Ralphie! So now, in the spirit of the original, I made you! Stop! Tradition. American Christmas. Thanks a lot! MGM presents a Christmas story. Santa's beard. And unwraps the secrets. Did I get a tie this year? Of the original, traditional. He looks like a deranged Easter bunny. 100% two fisted, red blooded. It's smiling happening. All American Christmas. A Christmas story. Now, Jules, had you seen this before? Never heard of it. Now, at least everything else on your list I'd heard of or was You've aware heard of. of. Right. And I think most, you know, I'm, I'm generally aware of the big name Christmas movies, but I hadn't, hadn't heard of this. 
And this one really wasn't a hit until it sort of came on television and people started seeing it and telling their friends about it. No, you, and then the next Christmas would come and, oh, you got to watch this show. It's on again and again. And it really took probably 10 years on TV before it became widely known. And it uh, it's a great story. And it's not really Christmas story. It's more a winter story, although, you know, the sort of it... It's, it's heading towards Christmas. It takes place in the 1950s, although it's filmed in the 80s. Uh, Peter Billingsley is a young kid. Uh, he's about eight, I think. And he plays... Um, uh, what's his name? What's the little kid's name? Oh, my God. Parker is their last with, name, anyways. Little Kid with Glasses. And it's based on a book, I believe, yeah. or a series of books. Yes, yes, it is. And actually, the, the voiceover guy is the guy that wrote the book, I believe. Um, yeah, so anyways, it it, uh, it revolves around him as an eight-year-old little kid going to school with his little brother, and just, it kind of is like life in the 1950s. Jules and Ezer. Oh! Jules and Ezer Scrooge! Oh, hello, look, it's a spirit wearing a silver skivvy, riding a hoverboard. You must be the spirit of TV future. This is how everybody dresses in the future. We're really freaky deaky. <laughs> you sound like someone from the future episode of Lost in Space. Um, Come with me, Jules and Ezer. I'm going to show you the future of television. Come with me as we travel through time. <laughs> there you are, Jules <gasps> and Ezer. You see yourself there? Oh, I'm in my hobby. What are you chair. doing? You are feeding your TV directly into your brain. Oh! But what are you feeding your brain? Oh my god. That's right, Jules. It's Survivor <laughs> Season 122! Still! Oh my god, then there's so many. There's like 50,000 hours of television to watch a day. What else? And the is new there? season of True Detective with Iggy Azalea and Miley Cyrus. Oh my god! Oh. I'd forgotten they, they must go on to become esteemed indie actors. They're pretty popular now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what else is on? What else? What other ones? Supernatural shows? season 35. Oh, wow. Oh, gee, the VFX. They're fighting crappy. demons in the retirement home. <laughs> They're not going to be that old. They're pretty old, though, for <laughs> CW. That's like grandfather age. Oh, that's true. I'm just surprised the CW's still around. But there you go. Wow, but there's, like, so much TV. Every every second being downloaded into my synapses. How is anyone... But you see, Jules, you, you back in the past, you didn't watch enough new shows. You just watched the same shit rehashed over and over again. You didn't expand your horizons for television. And now the horizons are doomed. But you can change this, Jules and Ezer. This is not set in stone. It can be changed. It can be changed. Okay, okay, okay. Look, I vow to go back to the present and I will watch all the best shows that are on TV and I will do a podcast every day to tell people what's out there so that they can watch the best shows as well. How's that? Every day seems like a lot for podcasts. <laughs> no, 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 I'm sure we need it. Anything less would be betraying my audience. Well, let's just not overdo it. We'll eat a baby steps it, okay? <laughs> okay, how about once a week? 
Sounds good. I'll take you back to the present now. Like kids picking on each other and having fights in the street and um, you know he, he's planning what he wants for Christmas. He's going to ask for the Red Rider BB gun and everyone keeps telling him he's going to shoot his eye out with that and so he's you know planting um, you know his mom's magazines with advertisements to try and trick her and try to like subtly hint as to what he wants for Christmas and um, everyone's a bit of a character. His dad's a you know a real a real um, old-fashioned-y kind of dad, I thought. Um, fighting with the lot- furnace and the neighbor's dogs and, and that sort of thing. And, yes, he was very, um, whatever the... Yes, sort of leave-it-to-beaver type 50s dad, uh, whose con- uh, who's nice quirk is that he's continually entering um, competitions to right. try and win, win stuff. And he does at one point win uh, an, a rather appalling lamp, which is in the shape of a... a a fishnet clad woman's leg. <laughs> it's a major prize. It's a major award. That's not. Well, yeah, it's I would beautiful. love it. <laughs> <laughs> so did little Ralphie. That was his name. He was rubbing his hand up and down the leg, and his mom swats his hand away. What did you think of the Christmas story, Jules? Uh, look, uh, first of all, as a step back, uh, I'll certainly take your point. Really, really uh, beautifully directed, I thought. And I think one of the things I really loved was, um, you know, the, the, again, the kids' voices are kids' voices. And it's very much a child's perspective, how, you know, how your world narrows down to a couple of little things. The kids right. beating you up after school uh, and what you want for Christmas. You know, the pre- how can I manipulate my parents? Uh, mm-hmm. The total belief that at the age of whatever he's meant to be nine or something you can manipulate your parents into what you want uh unbeknownst to them you know that 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 sort of thing the voice is a a, a nice mixture of sort of you know it's it's knowing enough without it being you know uh again you know a a little adult in a child's body it is very much a child's voice so i really like that i did think it was really interesting the fact it was the way it was you know it's set in the 50s um I thought they did all that very well. Um, not that I know what the 50s looked like, but I thought they did it well. Um, I did just funny because I mentioned before the movie Dumb and Dumber. Um, there's a scene where one of the kids at his school get, he gets his tongue stuck to the iced onto onto the icy pole, which is of mm-hmm. course a similar scene in Dumb and Dumber. And I'm like, rip off! Ripped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Dumb and Dumber ripped it off from this movie, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there are, of course, again, and maybe this is an Australian thing, there are disturbing elements. Like, there's a child who wants a gun for Christmas and has an extended fantasy <laughs> sequence that people are going to invade his home and his fantasy is about killing them. And, in fact, ends with a picture of their dead bodies piled in his yard. Now, pretty sure any kid who confessed to this fantasy these days in an American school would be trotted off, if not to juvenile detention, at least to a psychiatrist. So, there's sort of a disturbing element there. I, yeah, yeah. The whole gun thing, of course, is not a thing in Australia. No, no child is asking for a gun for Christmas over here. Oh, come on. Um, they must have pellet guns and no, BB guns in no, Australia. No. Come on. No. They're just little, like, air rifles. No. <laughs> no, not a thing. Huh. Not, not a thing at all. The most huh. you might be asking for, well, you know, there's plastic, you know, 
play guns, but which make a, you know, have like a ratchet in them. Or right. these days, again, middle of summer, you're after the big super soaker water gun. Um, but, you know, so that sort of, it, I can suspect, I have to disbelief's not, suspend disbelief's not quite the right term, but I have to jump into another culture to get there. I, and right. I know other people wouldn't, but it, it, it's, it's just something you have to get over that this child wants a gun for Christmas and has fantasies of killing people with it. Okay. Uh, well, he has, he has fantasies of protecting his family and saving the day and being the hero. That's really what but, the fantasy is about. But in the He's fantasy... He's not bloodlusting. But in, the fa- in his, his dream, he shoots the people and there's a pile of dead bodies and he talks about killing them and then pushing up daisies. It's well, yes, a, because I'm he's just... he's playing a cowboy from a radio play. Sure. Well, okay. come on, Jules. He's not a sycophant. I think he's a, he's psych- not... <laughs> a sycophant. I think, don't, don't think that's quite the word you're looking at. I don't think nope. that word means what you think it means, right? I don't think it does. <laughs> <laughs> to quote something else. Um, uh, that aside, but I can't, like, you know, I, I've been doing this my whole life. I can suspend my disbelief. Um, I did like you know, look, it, it's not my movie by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but, you know, I quite liked the character. Yeah, I'm going to watch the Griswolds before I watch this. It's, oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah. It's not... Well, I, I, at the same time, as I'm not, I'm not saying it's not a good movie. I can certainly see its appeal. As I said, I thought it was beautifully directed. I thought the performances were great and the writing, you know, the voices particularly of the children. I love the scene where the younger, the younger brothers being the pig at the, the table, <laughs> at the right. dinner table. And right. I, I did imagine to myself, because the mother doesn't have a lot to do in this. And apparently, I looked it up, she, play, she plays the mother in um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Um, Well, she was the big name in the show. Like, she was the top billing in the show. Mm, And I didn't know her. Um, Yeah, I don't know who she is either. I imagine her character is having this whole... Because you don't see much of her life, really. And I just imagine her, you know, everyone leaves the house in the morning. And, um, yeah, I reckon she's, you know, she's hitting the bottle and a few Xanax or whatever. Right, Uh, Valium, it would have been at the time. Mother's little helpers. (laughs) Mother's little helper and and maybe having extended... uh, you know, cups of coffee with the with the male mailman or something. Um, yeah, yeah. I, there's a whole story there, I think. But that scene with her laughing at her younger son as he as he pretends he's you know a pig eating his plate of food that that was genuinely, I thought, delightful. Um, and that's as far as I'll go. <laughs> really? What about uh, Ralphie coming down in the stupid pink rabbit costume? You didn't laugh at that? Oh, yeah, it's cute. You didn't think that was funny? What about the dogs coming in, biting on the dad's leg, and eating the Christmas, and the Chinese uh, the Chinese waiters singing "Ra Ra 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 Ra"? Nothing. Yeah. What about him shooting the gun and almost shooting his eye out? Nothing. That was funny. <laughs> except, except then he loses his glasses in the snow, and as someone who's dependent on glasses, you know that did strike at my core of <laughs> actually going blind. Um, right. <laughs> and then, of course, clueless white people freaking out because they 
end up having Christmas at the Chinese restaurant and they get served a, a, a gorgeous Peking duck, but it's got the duck head on it and they freak right. out. <laughs> the mum screams, yeah, and they're uh, laughing. But it was funny because the dad's like, it's smiling at me. <laughs> so, look, uh, I'm not... I'm not um, Putting the movie, I, I can I can understand its appeal, Ryan, to people who have a soul. What is wrong with you, woman? <laughs> I thought your heart was going to go three sizes after watching that movie. No. Yeah. No. Not huh. not 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 the things that make my heart grow three sizes. And so it didn't remind you of being a kid at all. I guess that movie. No, because there wasn't anyone, you know, locked in a cage in a in a dungeon, you know, being being fed fed nuggets of coal, which was oh. more like my childhood. So wow, that's very different than uh, how I expected. <laughs> um, movie was uh, directed by um, a guy that you may know, Bob Clark. He also directed a movie called Porky's. Oh, okay. And he also directed a movie called Black Christmas. Ah, I know Black Christmas. Uh, how am I not surprised that you know Black <laughs> <laughs> I know Porky's too. I actually have a strange fondness for Porky's. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Exactly. So, that brings us to the end of uh, our Christmas shows that we watched this oh, year. Oh, does it, Ryan? Oh. Yeah. How do you feel? Do you feel any different after watching them? Yeah, I feel like that's, you know... Five hours of my life I wasted when I could have been watching really bad Christmas-themed horror movies or, you know, other things that were worth my time more. But I feel like at least I gave it a shot. You know, there could have been an experience I was missing out on in life. It could have transformed me in, in, in ways, but it didn't, which was sort of nice to know uh, that I haven't been missing out all these years on something that would have made my life better. So thank you for opening me up to the possibility of that experience, Ryan. Um, and I'm sorry you failed in making me a better and sunnier person. Next, we'll start with uh, <laughs> Sex with Dudes and see if that uh, does anything for you. <laughs> Can we have sex with dudes? We're going to convert maybe? you one way or another here, no. Jules. Something has got to change. No, 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 no. I'm going to be a grouchy yep. lesbian until the day I die. <laughs> well, that brings us to another end of the uh, fine episode of TV Chinwag. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Sorry that we didn't save the day with Jules. I guess there's not such thing as a happy Christmas ending, but uh, you know what? Despite all that, Jules, I want you to have a very Merry Christmas, and we will talk again in the new year, because we're going to take a couple weeks off, and while we take those couple weeks off, guess what's going to be happening out there in the land of Twitterverse and Internetverse? I don't know, Ryan, People are going to be voting. <gasps> People are going to be voting for the Chinny Awards, Woo-hoo! the first annual Chinny Awards!
and we will do that in the first episode of the new year. And until then, we're going to take some time off and spend some quality time with our family and really reflect on what's Except important Except those of us world. who don't have a family, thanks for the reminder, oh, Ryan. But the rest of us, I'll be here with my dog and a slab of beer, as is the, the usual holiday tradition around these parts. Just have some bacon, it'll make everything all right. Oh, I've, I've ordered a new uh, home bacon-making kit just for the season. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. All right, Jules, well, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and uh, we'll talk everyone. soon. I don't think that so, word means what you think it means. No, I don't think it is either, but otherwise <laughs> I'd have to use an actual superlative. Uh, yeah, yeah far, far be it from you to actually compliment me <laughs> with real words. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep up the average work, Ryan. It's been, it's been a experience. It's been a modicum of enjoyment. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa there, Nelly. You have to buy me a rig after saying shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Miriam-Webster's, thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs>